everyone, it's Judy Cohen, and this is Wake Up Call 392. We are at the seventh of the seven factors of awakening, which is equanimity. And uh, so that means we've explored mindfulness, investigation, energy, joy, tranquility, and concentration. And I really love exploring equanimity, both kinds, or both ways of thinking about it, one being upekka, or to look over, and the other being tatramajhatata, or standing in the fire of things. Looking over because there's always so much to do that with. So just this week, the Tennessee Three and the Tennessee Legislature and the Dalai Lama video and apology and the leaked intelligence, so much, so much to look over, to step back from, to see the forest for the trees, to try to understand in a larger frame, in a frame of compassion and wisdom and with the long view. And uh, also so much to stand in the fire with too. The, the Paul Hastings slide for its first year associates that's making the round is a great frame in case you haven't seen it. It has tidbits like, uh, it's a privilege to be in the big leagues, act like it. And uh, the client always comes first and is always right if a client wants a mountain moved, we move it, no questions. Clients expect everything to be done perfectly and delivered yesterday. Once you touch a document or work stream, you own every mistake in it, fair or not. And I don't know is never an acceptable answer. And uh, Paul Hastings disclaimed that the senior associate who created the slide spoke for the firm. So let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But I still don't feel like the slide is wrong about big law and really about most of the law. Um, right in the slide, in fact, at least for me, I can see the four perils that I'm always talking about. So overwhelm, it's a privilege to do the work we do. The client is always right. Our job is to move mountains, no questions asked perfectionism, everything has to be done perfectly and delivered yesterday, which also belongs under overwhelm for me anyway. Reactivity, once you touch a document, you own every mistake in it, fair or not. <laughs> One of my favorite ones. And that's, you know, the tag you're it sense of being in the law. So stay on high alert, even for things you have no idea you should be looking for. And always be prepared to fall on your sword and living surrounded by conflict, all of the points, but especially the last one, I don't know is never an acceptable answer, you know, because, because that bullet point, well, standing alone, and then it refers back to the tag you're at point. And also one other one that I didn't mention, which is no questions until you've tried to figure something out for yourself. Although you can talk to your classmates as a last resort. So the point being, the law is not collaborative. So don't try that. We're not looking for collective wisdom. It's every lawyer for themselves. It's a lawyer eat lawyer world. So if the slide is not wrong, then how do we find equanimity in that, in all of that, with all of that? Because we have to do that first for ourselves before we can, before we can try and change the profession, right? And so for me, one way is to remember 
the other six factors and especially mindfulness. And then bring mindfulness up to as many moments as possible. So when I did that, when I was practicing, invariably I would notice this really high, intensely high energy, this drive that was kind of racing through my body, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours a day, not letting me sleep. And also that if I paid attention and took a breath, sometimes or often, once I did it a lot, I could slow things down which would give me the moment I needed for just a, like a smidge of wisdom to come in and to ask myself if, if that mode was healthy, generally no. And if not, you know, how could I get everything done, but in some other more equanimous way. And another way was, and still is, you know, to look over, to take a step back and really look at the forest at the biggest possible picture. And when I did that, I could see how a lot of what I was doing maybe wasn't as important as everybody running around with our heads cut off thought it was. And when it did end up being that important, how even then we still could only do so much. And that was really hard for me. And it still is for somebody like me who, you know, I fully drank the Kool-Aid and I fully believed, I still do believe that if a client wants a mountain moved, my job is to move it. No questions perfectly, no mistakes immediately, never not knowing anything, you know, always being the human where the buck stops. Yeah, I really, I really drank that Kool-Aid. And I think that's, that's the Kool-Aid in the water fountains in the law schools. But, but now I can see that second point better, which is yes, and we still can only each do so much. We still can only each do so much and the world will continue to spin or it won't. And still, you know, the 8 billion of us can each only do so much. And at the same time, standing in the fire, standing in the fire and, and not getting burned, standing in the reality of moving mountains and clients always being right and us never allowed to be wrong or even to not know, you know, I had to learn to do that, to be in that by taking a breath or 10 breaths or a walk or a day so that I could do everything everywhere all at once without going up in flames and, well, without going down in flames, really, right? So here's the other thing, though, and this is one of the things that the seven factors are here to help us remember is that we can talk about breath. We can talk about wisdom. We can talk about, well, let's not forget self-compassion in all of this compassion for everyone else. We can talk about being kind whenever it's possible and how it's always possible, right? So we can talk about the tools we can practice. It's crucial. 
And it's also really good to remember that the seven factors of awakening are already here. Mindfulness is here. Joy is here. Tranquility and equanimity, they're here already. We aren't pulling equanimity out from anywhere, like a rabbit from a hat or even like a tool from a toolbox. We're remembering, we're recollecting that equanimity is a quality of heart and mind that we each already have. It's in there. We know it. If, if we can just recollect it. You know, in the classical mindfulness texts, it's said that when Siddhartha gave up the extreme asceticism that he'd been following, because that was what was available from the teachers of his time, and took some nourishment and decided that there had to be a middle way and that he was going to find it, he had a memory. And the memory was of being a boy sitting under a rose apple tree and of being fully attentive and mindful and at peace, fully equanimous. And that memory, that was the memory that inspired him to sit down under the Bodhi tree and recollect that experience, understand its elements, and ultimately share them with his community. You know, and he was just a human. He was just a human who recollected and awakened. The honorific Buddha actually just means awake, right? So it's the same for each of us. Or same as each of us has the potential to do. So let's, let's sit. And let's find a, a comfortable posture. upright or leaning back, relaxed. Locating the breath as an anchor to return to if the mind wanders off. And then recalling a time when you felt deeply resourced really even-minded and balanced. Recalling that time, the place where you were, the people you were with, the sun on your face or the rain, falling outside, or snow, how you felt in your body, 
really taking a moment to recall that feeling, that felt sense of being resourced and even-minded and at peace. And just by recollecting that moment, it's here now in the present with you. It's here with all of us together, even though our moments are different. The sensation is here. And then repeating these phrases silently to yourself, if they're helpful. I am as I am. May I accept myself just as I am. I am as I am. May I accept myself just as I am. I am as I am. May I accept myself just as I am. Others are as they are. I can be with other people just as they are. And maybe adding a frame of safety, others are as they are. As long as I feel personally safe, I can be with others just as they are.
Others are as they are. As long as I am safe, I can be with others just as they are. Things in the world are as they are. I may not like a situation. It may not be what I want, but I can be with it. I have the capacity to be with life as it is. Things are as they are. I may not like a situation. It may not be what I want. I may be working to change it. But in this moment, I can be with it as it is. I have that capacity to be with life as it is. Things are as they are. I may not like a situation. It may be my whole life's mission to change it. But in this moment, I can be with life as it is. Whatever life has in store for me, may I meet it with courage and grace. Thank you everyone for joining me today on the wake up call. There were a couple of hands up, so I will stay on if you wanna wait for a moment until other people drop off.
Otherwise, have a great week and be safe out there and be well. And I'll see you next Thursday. Okay, everyone looks like the hands are down, so take good care. See you see you next week. Oh. Hand went back up. Nope, down up, down up. Alright, that's it. See you next week.